And welcome to another episode of The Woods Podcast. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Skeeter, and along with me tonight, I have Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. Doing very well. Good evening, everybody. Well, Cole, you, you did the groundwork on this, so I'll let you introduce our special guest for this episode. Well, um, yeah, I think it all uh, I think it all started with a tweet, if I, uh, if I remember correctly, from Dave Matter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Noah Carter. How we doing, guys? Uh, pleasure uh, being on the um, being on the podcast tonight. Yeah, man, absolutely. Stoked we, having, uh, man. we really, really appreciate you. You know, kind of carving out some time to um, you know hop on with us. I know this has kind of kind of been in the works for a few weeks now, but obviously, y'all are very busy. You got you know pretty uh, pretty you know cut and dry routine, um, and what downtime you do get now, especially if we're getting to uh, conference play. Um, you know, it's very, very cherished, I'm sure. So, again, thank you. Um, sure. I don't know, Kay Skeeter, I don't I don't know if you guys want to kind of let him explain his, uh, I don't know, I guess story up until now. Um, or Noah, it's, the floor is yours, man. If you want to kind of, you know, lead us through, um, I guess I could start with a question. I know, uh, I know yeah. you're coming to us here in Columbia from, uh, by way of you and I, correct? Yes, sir. All right, good deal. Why don't you? Uh, you grew up in Dubuque, right? Dubuque, Iowa. Yep. Yeah. I, well, I actually, uh, I was born in Dubuque, and um, I was actually raised in uh, a little country town about 15 minutes outside of Dubuque called Cheryl. But whenever I tried to explain it to people, it's just a little too hard. So I usually go with Dubuque. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get you. I'm from a small town called Holt, which is half an hour north of Kansas City. So I just say Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Easiest route. <laughs> Well, good deal. What, um, go ahead, Case. What I was just going to ask you, uh, Noah, when you entered the transfer portal, how soon did you hear from the coaching staff, and and what drew you to ultimately choose Mizzou? Did we lose him? Oh, no, he's still there. Could you guys hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah man. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but yes, when I entered the transfer portal, uh, cause I did it the year before and I was only in for about, I was in the portal for about three hours before I took my name out and decided to stay at Northern Iowa. But, um, this year around it was, you know, it was just different. I was getting, um, uh, some high major, uh, you know, talking to some high major schools, like literally minutes after putting my name on the portal, uh, which was kind of a, you know, a crazy feeling, you know, just like, dang, it's actually happening. But uh, I ended up talking to Coach Gates and um and most of the uh, Mizzou staff. Uh, you know that same day I was in the portal. Um, you know, I just created that bond with them and uh, you know, talking with Coach Gates, it was just different. Uh, it was it was different than all the other guys. That's what we cool. like to hear. Yeah, it's good to hear. Uh, I got a question for you. So what I think kind of led led us to bother you with all this stuff is uh, the tweet Dave Matter about bringing your compound bow to Missouri. Yeah. So that's when I, I freaked out on Twitter. I was like, was like I need like there's a new team, you have a bunch of new guys in here. And I was like, this is my dude. I need to know more. So I need to know more about that story. Uh, are you hunting here? Are you hunting back home? And how did that come about? We haven't asked the coach if you can bring your your hunting gear to Columbia. Man, uh, it's crazy. I actually got out of the stand earlier today. Um, nice. I don't know. I don't know if today was going to be my last hunt since the the archery season ends on the fifteenth down here in Missouri. But uh, I don't know. Maybe next Sunday, since that's my next off day, I'm able to get all the maybe be able to get out and go one last time. But yeah, uh, I've been hunting for 
probably probably seven or eight years now. Um, you know, it's something that my dad got me on. Uh, it's uh, it's just, you know, he he, he kind of just led the he paved the way for me when it came to fishing and when it came to hunting. Uh, it's kind of crazy. He's uh, you know, my dad was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and uh, and then he moved to Iowa to play college basketball in Dubuque, and then. He stayed in Iowa and kind of, quote unquote, became a became a redneck and started fishing and hunting and stuff. So yeah, that's uh, he just passed it on down to me. Oh, that's too cool. That's too cool, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a good day. It's always you know, I feel like a lot of guys that get into you know hunting and fishing or guys and gals, you know, it is um, typically either you know father maybe grandfather or you know whatever kind of generation, but it is always good to see, you know, uh, we're all three fathers, um, on, on this podcast and we're all three trying to, you know, kind of immerse our kids in the outdoors. Um, so it's good to see that, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons that, uh, that you got into it. Um, so, oh, one more thing I heard on the, on the post game yesterday that you're going fishing today. So you know, going hunting instead. <laughs> yeah, I, I did say that. And then I was like, I, I kind of made a, a game time decision and decided to go hunting because I thought it was I was like man it's too beautiful not to be out in the woods tonight so I should have said I was hunting yesterday but uh yeah it was, it was one of the two things I knew that was for sure gonna be happening either did one you have any luck I did not I uh, I saw some deer moving tonight but it was pretty calm in the woods nothing was really moving too crazy so man I was praying for an opportunity I wanted to let an arrow fly but it, I never got the chance yeah, it. I don't know, man. They were, you know, I was at work earlier this morning, and the forecast was showing like, you know, fishing weather, like you were talking about yesterday. Like, it, you know, sun was supposed to be out by like nine or ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and I don't think it ended up breaking out till like three or four. So yeah, I I would have definitely chose the same thing you did, kind of leaning towards, leaning towards climbing up a tree rather than you know wet in line. Yeah. Um. So of the two, since you were kind of bouncing back and forth, do you do you prefer one or the other? Like, is it you know, not just only based on the weather, but, you know, if you had to choose one for kind of the rest of your life, um, obviously we're not going to make you do that, but mm-hmm. um, if you had to choose one, which one's your favorite, hunting or fishing? Uh, I'd probably say fishing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been fishing. Literally, I think I could, my dad, I mean, I don't remember, but my dad told me I caught my first fish when I was three years old. So it's uh, it's been something I've always done. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like the, I love, I love both aspects of fishing and hunting, but you know, when you're able to go out fishing with, uh, you know, with your friends and family, have a great time, have really good conversations, uh, you know, just enjoy yourself on the outdoors. And, um, you know, when it's not too cold and you don't got to worry about all that. But, uh, yeah, just being able to enjoy yourself on a boat or on land and, you know, just catching fish, is, uh, it's pretty dang fun. Yeah, I, I get that. A little more well, quick reward with that, too. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just, whenever I was looking uh, my information for you, and I saw where you grew up in Iowa was right on the Mississippi River. So uh, I assume a lot of your fishing was on the river there. Uh, I'm down here in Arkansas quite a bit of my life. But, uh, you know, catfish are really good down in my parts out of the river. Do you all like the uh, fried catfish up there up north? Yeah. um, I used to do a lot more catfishing when I was younger. And then as I got older – uh, we, we, we do a lot of walleye fishing uh, up north on the Mississippi River. And uh, my dad's actually a professional walleye fisherman. So we, uh, we travel to, you know, Lake Erie, up to Green Bay. We travel a lot of places to, to get on some fine walleye fishing. Pretty neat. That is really neat, yeah. Yes, it is. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's um, my my father is a, a retired fisheries biologist through U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. So fishing was kind of a big upbringing um, in my life, as well as hunting as well. I tend to, you know, now that I'm I'm older and can kind of pursue my own activities, I tend to lean a little more towards hunting. But I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to pass up a chance to go you know, catch a, a dozen crappie or something like that and, you know, have a good old fish fry. And I mean, there's nothing like, you know, bass on top water in the summer or, you know, hitting a school of bluegill, but walleye is actually something that I've never, I've never pursued. So I definitely, uh, I guess I need to make a trip up North. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great time. I mean, I, other than, uh, I'd say, I'd say my top two eating fish, uh, Top two eating fish are big green perch, and uh, and then I got to put walleye up there. You know, walleye yeah. is probably one of the best eating fish I've ever had. What about I you? The, I hear I hear the cheeks. Walleye cheeks are good, right? Yep, yep. When you get them big enough, once you once you get past like 18, 19 inches, that's when you can start getting the cheek meat off them. And uh, yeah, it's like my dad always said, it's like a little hors d'oeuvre. You know, it's a little, you know, a little. It's almost like a little muscle or something like that. But it's, it's yeah, it's like a good. like a scallop size, right? Yep, yep, right. just like okay. that. Yep. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so I, you and I talked about this kind of before we started recording. Um, and I actually told Case and Skeeter about it before we re- started recording as well. I told them um, that this happened in your life, but I didn't tell them how. Um, and I don't know if a lot of Mizzou fans know this. So this may be kind of news to them. I don't even know if you've talked about it in a press conference or not. But do you want to go through the... Um, I don't know if you want to classify it as a medical scare. I'm sure it was, you know, kind of scary to you. But do you want to talk yeah. to him about how uh, the incident with your leg? Yeah. So uh, it was my junior junior high school, and um, it was right before the season had started, and uh, you know everything was all good. And Did we lose him. There you are, bud. Yes, there we go. Yes, That's sorry. Sorry, my phone cut off. But uh, it was um, it was uh, my junior year high school, and uh, it was not, everything was all good. And um, it was right before the season had started, so we were just starting to practice. And uh, I had taken a really bad knee to my left thigh, um, and uh, so I had been going through that. And about two weeks later, uh, you know, they had created a deep thigh bruise on my left leg, and I got kneed in the same exact spot. And I was just gonna keep doing the same stuff I'd been doing. I'd been doing treatment and stuff on it. And uh, later that day, I had taken I was taking an Epsom salt bath uh, and my leg was just I was like looking at my leg and my leg was gigantic. I really didn't know like what was happening with it. I wasn't feeling any pain or anything at the time, but, you know, I was still super confused. And then as the night progressed, uh, my leg started to hurt. and It was almost like I like I had a cramp in my thigh, like a really bad Charlie horse cramp. And and, uh, you know, it just kept on getting worse and getting worse. And uh, my leg kept on getting bigger and bigger. And then probably after about two hours, you know, going through some of the worst pain I've ever gone through in my life, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, my leg, my legs hurt too bad. We got to go to the ER. And uh, when I got to the ER, the the doctors had stuck a needle in my leg to check the pressure. And after they did that, they said, yeah, we need to either fly you to the nearest hospital or we got to get a special doctor up here because they said I had compartment syndrome, which I had no idea what it was. But they told me that and they said there's a there's a chance that I could lose my leg if I don't have immediate surgery. Um, so yeah, pretty much what had happened is when the deep thigh bruise was popped on my leg after the second time I got kneed, it just kept on swelling and swelling. And, uh, my leg, my thigh got, uh, pretty much as big as a watermelon. 
um, you know, just in size. So it was it, they had to they had to cut open my leg to relieve the pressure. So I have two giant scars on my thigh. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy to look at. I look at it every day, but yeah, I got two two big old thighs on my thigh and um, I had two scars on my thigh. And, uh, yeah, so it was it was it was a crazy uh, crazy experience. That is crazy. And that's all from you said a knee to the thigh during a game. Yep. That is wild. Yeah. Cause you and you take hard hits all the time, you know. Yeah. And it that's that is wild. That's a wild story. Yeah. yeah it didn't really hit me until I said I could have lost my leg, and then I was like, man, I was like, yeah, I know it's real scary now. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. To get this. Y'all need to get this fixed right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I cannot <laughs> cannot lose my leg, and and your obviously your future. Yeah, I had. Uh, I'd seen, I guess, an interview you had done with. I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this name, but Shoes or Shuz on uh, on YouTube. I believe it's yeah, some yeah. kind of uh, uh, interview with them. So shout out to them for, I guess, posting that and, and uh, ended up finding it when doing a little bit of research. That's, I mean, that's incredible. And obviously, um, you recovered. What was the recovery like? Um, shoot, I was, uh, God bless me to not only not lose my leg, but. I actually only missed about uh, a month and a half, uh, and I was able to come back my junior year and play the uh, the end of the end of my junior season. So um, after you know after the surgery, I needed two surgeries: uh, one to open up the uh, open up my leg to let it drain, and then a second to close it. And then after that, the healing process because everything went smoothly and everything was perfect. It was pretty much just letting that skin you know heal, and um, you know letting it close up completely. So it only took about a month and a half till I was back on the court. It's incredible, man. That is incredible. Yeah. Holy cow. No, I, I right. wanted to ask you, you said uh, your your dad moved to Northern Iowa uh, basketball. And so, one-on-one, who wins, Noah or Mr. Carter? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I always make fun of him because I think uh, back in his heyday, I could have took him easily. But <laughs> growing up, growing up, we would always play pig and stuff like that. And he'd always hit me with his old man bank shots and stuff like that. So he, he used to beat me when I was younger. But when I got to an age, I was like, yeah, there's nothing you can do with me, dad. Even back in the heyday. But I, w- I always wish I could go back because I remember growing up and seeing him play like city rec and stuff like that. And, you know, always, you know, admiring his game and playing after him. I, I really wish I could have played, you know, when we were the same age. I think that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. So he was hitting you with the he was hitting you with the Larry Birds. Yeah, yeah. Right. Was, the, <laughs> the left hand trick shots, you know, yeah. over the backboard, all that. That's stuff. right. That's right. That's awesome. Um so what's your um you know, we're I'm not trying to bombard us with, you know, outdoor questions, but obviously that's something that the four of us have in common. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite memory? You know, being in the outdoors, whether it's you know a good fishing trip or, you know, a hunting trip or something like that. What's your that that just go to memory that had you hooked? Um, I would have to say there's a lot of stuff. Um, I remember well one of the the main things that phone cut off. One of the main things that got me hooked on fishing is uh every summer um my fan my dad's got family down in Mississippi. And we used to always, uh, I would go down there and it'd be me and my grand, my, uh, my granddad on a team versus my brother and, um, one of our really good friends that lives down in Mississippi. And we'd always do, um, you know, who could catch the most panfish. We'd catch bluegill and crappie and stuff like that. And I used to love going on those trips every summer because, you know, it was not only was it so much fun, but, you know, it was getting, getting to spend time with family. And so that was probably one of the main things that got me hooked on fishing. And then, 
probably one of my favorite uh, hunting stories is when I when I killed my first deer because um you know I had gone for probably two years before and I was I was a young kid um you know just learning the ropes and then I you got to learn you know, like when when to move in the stand and you know when to pull back and stuff like that where to shoot so when I finally got when I finally got my first deer that's when I was hooked and I knew I was going to be doing that for a long time. So you got your first deer archery, not even rifle or shotgun. I've never killed a deer uh, with a gun. I almost kind of, you know, I almost kind of con- consider it cheating because uh, I've always used a bow. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I told myself I could never really use a gun. Would I? Yes, I would. But I don't know. I just I, I just never done it yet. Just straight flexing on me out here. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're speaking. You're speaking my language, man. I haven't picked up a rifle. Or, you know, intentionally hunted with a rifle, and it's been years. I want to say 2014, 2015, but that's changing. Uh, Dad and I, we're heading west to uh, New Mexico here in two weeks to go elk hunting. Um, so that'll be – if it's successful, when I when I get back, I'll, I'll get you hooked up with some some New Mexico elk meat for sure. But that's man, uh, that's impressive, man. That's impressive, impressive that, you know, you've, you've stuck to archery and, and held out for, you know – that first deer and that first opportunity with the, with the bow. Not, not many people realize that it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think that's why, I mean, that's why I love it so much because, you know, I always, you know, nothing against using a gun or anything like that, but I think it's a lot easier to go out there and, you know, sit in a stand and maybe shoot a couple hundred yards away and be able to kill a deer. But, you know, to have the elements, you got to have, you know, wind on your side, you know, all the elements that go into hunting, uh, bow hunting, at least, you know, where you got to let that deer get close. You got to stalk and, you know, you got to you got to do the right things to, to be successful. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what I'm saying, man, is that you're you are, you know, you're in that deer's living room. You're in that deer's kitchen and yeah. they got no clue that you're there. And truly the element of surprise is, is on your side. That's what's yeah. that's what's my favorite part about it. Yeah. All right, I got a basketball question for you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched that oop play to Yuta Shaw about 76 times uh, <laughs> in the last 24 hours. Um, let me know about the chemistry on the team because that's one thing it seems like this team is full of. Is it seems like you guys know where each other going to be at all times. Uh, you guys play really well together. Uh, obviously, Shaw's in clean freshman. You're a transfer. And not just you guys. I know the whole team. But mm-hmm. how's it kind of come together? What's what's it kind of like on the in the locker room there? Man, it's uh, this is the closest I've ever been with, you know, all of my teammates. You know, literally all of us are always together. We love each other. Um, and uh, we, we, we did a lot of team bonding as soon as we got on campus in, uh, in the summer. And, um, you know, we, we've continued to keep doing the team bonding and stuff. So it's, it's just brought us together. And the cohesiveness of our team, it's, um, it's pretty fun to see. Uh, and we all respect each other. We all love each other. So when that, when that goes hand in hand, you know, there's no, you know, selfishness. You know, there's no oh, I'm not passing to somebody because, you know, something. So it's, it's fun to play basketball that way, and, and uh, I enjoy it a lot. But, yeah, I've, I've, watched, I've watched the lobs that I've thrown to Aiden, both in the Arkansas game and this past game. So hopefully I can keep that streak alive. We can just keep on throwing lobs at each other. Right, rack up those assists that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I've, I've truly admired about this team is, you know, I, I established a relationship this past summer with Coach Goldstein, um, which then transpired into meeting Coach CY and Coach Gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember when y'all came out to the airport. Yeah. And, um, you know, had all, like, whatever it was, 25 of you guys in that little bitty tower cab. Yeah. But that was just getting to see the team in that kind of setting and and hearing all the questions from everybody and, you know, being able to 
you know, just witness that firsthand. You guys joke and, you know, interact with each other and, and then truly be curious and, and invested kind of in the, in the facility tour. That was, you know, that has truly, it has nothing to do with basketball except for the communication aspect, but it was, it was just awesome to see that firsthand of you guys being able to, you know, basically be like tagging along on a, on a team bonding experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time we go to the airport, we all look over to that tower and say, Hey, remember we were in there that summer? <laughs> that's, yeah, so that's right. Man. That, that, thank you. I pre- we, we all appreciate you uh, giving us that tour because um, of course, yeah, man. none of us have ever done that in our lives. So it was pretty cool to see that. I, I'm going to talk to my boss. I don't know. I got We got to check like federal regulations and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I want to, I got a Mizzou flag, and when you guys fly out, I want to, like, zip tie it to the catwalk. That way, you know, you guys can see it as you guys are in and out and stuff like that. I don't know if it's going to be legal or not. I don't know if I can make it happen, but he comes back from vacation tomorrow, so I'm definitely going to ask him. <laughs> All right, but, yeah, you have to let me know because I think that'd be pretty cool. Noah, I'd like to ask you uh, if you can give Tiger fans a little insight to Coach Gates because – what I see uh, living down here in Arkansas is what I get. He's very reserved. There's going to be a lot doing because it's either that or Smith and the others are, are the Lions because Coach Casey just seems his composure and not too much. Yeah, uh, Coach Gates is definitely a reserved guy, um, very nonchalant. Uh, he has his times where he can, you know, he can definitely rip you and, um, you know, push you and, and uh, you know, yell at you. But uh, for the most part, like, when you see him during the games, when he's just, you know, no expression on his face, he's just out there. Um, it's like that a lot. But um, he's, he's a very cool guy. You know, uh, one of the first things he told me when he was recruiting me, he's like, I don't care if you – if, if, if it's about basketball, he said the, the biggest thing for me is I want to be at your wedding. I want to be there and supporting you. And, and um, you know, th- those are pretty much the first things that he told me. So I was like, well, I mean, obviously it shows that he cares, you know, much more about me than just a- about anything that I could do on the basketball court. And um, uh, I've always wanted to get Coach Gates on my boat, which I don't think I'm going to be able to because uh, him, him, Coach Gates and Kobe and Caleb Brown, I, I always tell them, like, hey, man, you got to come fish with me on the boat. They're like, I'll go fishing, but I just can't go on the boat. So they, they, they've, uh, they've, they've all come fishing with me, but it just, it's been off land. And, uh, you know, I haven't been able to get to my good spots to get them on fish. But, yeah, they, they love going fishing. And, uh, and uh, Coach Gates, he – he um he actually doesn't eat any meat, but uh he he definitely knows how to cook it. So he's he's a great cook, great chef uh, with you know cooking steaks and cooking ribs and stuff like that. So yeah, really, yeah. So Coach yeah. Gates, who he won't eat meat, but he does uh he does a little barbecue. Yep, yep, yep. He does that's wild. Too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I I got a question. You know you've you've been at the collegiate level for let's see, you're in your junior year now, correct? Uh, this is this is uh, technically my senior year, and then I got next year as well because okay. the COVID year. You got another year. Okay, so technically you've been in the collegiate atmosphere for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys did some pretty big things at you and I. Um, you know, you're a pretty prolific scorer up there. What What's the transition like from, you know, the the level of you and I to, you know, to an SEC program? You know, you guys have played – 
you know, multiple games at home. Um, you played on the road to Wichita State. You ran down to Arkansas. You're looking at two road games before you guys get to come back home, um, as well as the uh, the trip down to Orlando. What's the – well, and also the Brackenrights game. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's that atmosphere been like when pretty much for the most part it's been in excess of, you know, ten to 12,000 people? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I mean, that's definitely one of the biggest things that I noticed uh, this year, you know. And that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come and play at a higher level is, you know, being on the bigger stage, playing in front of more people, you know, playing, you know, just for a bigger school. And, uh, you know, I definitely I, – I, I love my time at Northern Iowa, and um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But uh, being here in the SEC, being on the big stage, you know, it's uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I'm, I'm very happy and uh, very proud of myself to be able to say that I'm here now and – you know, I'm, I'm not done. I want to continue to keep on getting to the bigger stage. But, uh, yeah, this is this has been one of the funnest years of my life playing basketball. And then, uh, uh, I think I live for, for playing on that big stage. So I'm happy to be here playing there. I got to say uh, just how much – how we're thankful for you guys because this team has so reinvigorated Mizzou basketball fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to talk anything with previous teams or anything. But, man, like just the fight this team showed and – it's it's been great. And getting to pack out Mizzou Arena has been so much fun. I was there in the nosebleeds on Saturday, and it was the most I had a basketball game in, in forever. So we love what you guys are doing. I love supporting you guys. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I appreciate you guys' support, and I know we all do. And it's a uh, it's it's pretty exciting, like seeing. The, I, I love looking at Twitter and seeing um seeing some of the stuff that everybody's saying around around Mizzou and. Just, just seeing how excited everybody is, and you know how happy everybody is that we that we've had some success, and and that we're, um, you know, you got people pulling for you and, and rooting you on. It's a, it's definitely a good feeling. Speaking of Twitter, I gotta ask it because it was asked on another podcast to Kobe. Mm-hmm. What about the memes, man? Do you guys see the memes on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do see the memes, and I love them. I love okay. seeing the memes. Good. That one that one I sent you the other day of little Noah Carter, man. That one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It had me dying laughing. Yeah. They've uh I don't know, I think it's a page out of the Auburn playbook, but or you know, the Auburn fan playbook. Um but man, ever since ever since Coach Gates was hired, the memes have just I think we worked like all summer just <laughs> creating the most ridiculous memes out there and it's just absolutely taken off. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing them. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys see them, though. That that makes me happy that you know they pop up on your timeline every now and again. <laughs> I want you guys to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, no, um, I, I'm about ready to uh, kind of recap the past week. If if you wanna, do you wanna stay on with us to do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, last Wednesday, uh, y'all went down to Fayetteville for first. Uh, Power five, power six, whatever it's called in basketball, their true road trip uh, came out on fire. And then Arkansas just started making the shots uh, and kind of pulled away there a little bit. And then you all kind of found your groove. But we just didn't get enough there at the end to to get the win. What, what do you feel? Um, how'd the team respond and all that going into Saturday to play Vanderbilt? Yeah, um, the game Wednesday. Yeah, like you said, we came out. We came out hot. We're playing well, and um, you know, honestly, uh, I thought we played a good game. Uh, that, that's a tough environment to play in. I played in there last year with uh, at UNI, and so I got that was my second time getting to experience that. And um, 
man, I know we were all kind of hurt because we knew we should have won that game. I feel like we knew we were we were, we're a lot better team than they are, um, which, you know, it, it also opens up the, you know, I'm happy that we get to play them on the 18th at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not our last time playing them, but um yeah uh they they definitely turned turned uh flipped the script in that second half when they hit uh you know they were hitting their shots and stuff like that but you know i I think uh you know we really didn't get discouraged after after losing that that game um because you know we are in the sec we're not going to win every single game so um okay so i think face if well i guess we'll try and transition back into it um best we can but you were mentioning how the the Vandy game, it looked like Vanderbilt kind of had, you know, our Tigers circled on their calendar, you know, for, you know, a little bit, you know, on the road ranked game, um, you know, kind of primetime slot on CBS. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I don't know where I would cut off, but yeah, I was basically saying um, it looked to me like Vandy saw an opportunity to knock off a, a ranked team. They had uh, CBS primetime. Um, it was a game they'd circled. They knew this could be, could be a big win for them. And um, I was saying, I think we got our best, the best possible shot from Vandy. And I was saying, I, I kind of like that. I think it keeps the team sharp. And as a fan, it was a great game to watch. You know, uh, we did everything right in there and, and ended up closing it out. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to get our best shot as long as there's a number next to our name. I think every unranked SEC team that thinks they should be ranked is going to just, you know, give us everything they got. Mm-hmm. One thing I kind of. Um... One thing I kind of notice about this team is, you know, you look at the past few games and, you know, Noah, you can kind of attribute to this. Um, it seems like whoever whoever has the hot hand, I, I think for the most part, most of the team has the green light. But it seems like whoever has the hot hand, you guys are just kind of riding on, you know, riding on whoever has that hot hand for the past few games. It's been Kobe, but um, that kind of kind of y'all's aspect or, you know, mindset going into these games or what? Yeah, I mean, we honestly, because uh, we have faith in everybody, we, you know, our team is so, you know, skilled um, that, you know, we kind of just, if, if you're hot, you kind of just keep on going to them. And I think that's what's uh, such a cool thing about our team is that literally anybody can really go out there and get you 30 points on any given night, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, you know, when you got that, you know, it's pretty hard for uh, for us to be guarded. Uh, so when you have so many options and, and uh you know, you got to have so much respect for everybody. It, uh, it's definitely an attribute that makes it so hard to guard. But, yeah, like you said, we pretty much just go into each game and, um, you know, knowing that, you know, everybody's got the green light. But if you're going, we're going to keep on getting you the ball and um, keep feeding you. I mean, in this last game, you know, Kobe had 18, Hodge had 17, you had 16, Golson had 18. Like, it's, I, I think that's one thing that makes a, you know, really good team is balance. Um, you know, if you got that one prolific score that ends up getting shut down, then, you know, somebody else got to pick up the slack that may not be, that may not be used to that. Um, that kind of what you guys see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess just like I was saying, uh, we, we do have a, a, a great balanced team where, uh, we don't have to depend on just one person. Um, so just, just, uh, being ready whenever your number is called and, um, and going out there and stepping up, uh, is, you know, something that anybody on this team can do. And I think we all got it in our, uh, you know, in our blood to do it. Yeah. I do have one other question kind of on that topic. You know, basketball is unlike football. Basketball is a game where for the most part, 
lineups can kind of change depending on matchups or depending on, you know, environments or injuries or this, that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know you were, you were starting some of the earlier games in the season. And then as of late, you've kind of transitioned into that, into that sixth man role. Um, when you transition into that sixth man role, like you have been, what's it like kind of entering a game, you know, not on, not necessarily on cold legs. Cause of course you guys are going through warmups and everything, but what's it like, you know, kind of getting into a, a situation where, you know, you may be down three or four, or you guys are up by, you know, seven or eight, and you're trying to maintain that lead. What's what's that six-man role kind of like? Uh, just pretty much getting in there and, um, you know, creating a spark. Uh, you know, just my my main goal every time I step on the floor, whether it's starting or coming off the bench, is just to 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 create a spark and you know you know help my team as best as I can. Uh, so. Whenever I get in there, um, you know, just showing a different look. You know, if I, I like to examine what's going on in the game, you know, how, how, how teams are playing defense, you know, how, how, how they're playing offense, what, what the player I'm going to be guarding is doing. So stuff like that, just being able to see that before getting into the game. Um, you know, just, it's all about perspective and, uh, and seeing what's happening. That's a – I kind of noticed that as well. Um, or You seem to be one of the closers on the team. Whenever we get in these tight games, I've noticed that you're one of the main guys Gates goes to in that. Um, do you take like some pride in that, uh, knowing that you're someone that can make their free throws, defend well, and rebound to pull out those wins? Still there? Phone locked up. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I was saying uh, I'm, I'm a competitor. I love I love playing this game. I love being in at the end of the games. I love you know. I love being on the court, and um, so uh, whatever whatever needs to be done to help the team win, um, I'm there to do it. And uh, you know, I I, I want to just you know help this help this Mizzou team be as successful as possible. So whatever whatever I have to do, I want to star star in that role. That's awesome, man. So I guess yeah. looking forward to case. I don't know what other questions you got. If you if you got any, I was just gonna kind of kind of look forward towards um, this next yeah. part of the schedule. Yeah, let's look at the AM game. Yeah. Um, you guys so you guys are getting ready to go on the road. You got a two-game road trip. Um I think you got yeah, you guys hit the road, uh, go down to college station and then down to Gainesville. Um you ever played in any either one of those uh, facilities? I have not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've not played in either of them, but I'm excited. That'll be, yeah, that'll be exciting. I know there was a couple while well, Kobe and Caleb um have have been actually I don't know if we played at A and M. I think we hosted A and M a few years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah, I'm excited number one to get y'all back uh home. Of course there's no place like home. But yep. I got tickets. Uh I got tickets to the eighteenth um when Arkansas comes back to town. So I will definitely be there. Um and definitely need to uh to link up with you after the game mm-hmm. to uh Get a picture with some of that merch, man. Because you made it, you made it happen with the uh, with the camo merch. Man, that was all you. Without without you, that would that would be a thing. Uh, I literally was wearing my sweatshirt today. I got my camo sweatshirt. And I was like, man, without you, this would not be a thing. So I appreciate well, you, Paul. Of Good course, job, Cole. I'm wearing mine as well right now. It's a great, Heck it's a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was hey. uh, I was repping for you in my local grocery store because lady checking me out this morning was like, "What's NC35?" And I was like, "Well, let me tell you." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, about Mizzou basketball. That's right. Yeah, yeah I appreciate practice. y'all supporting me. So thank you guys. Of course, man. That's one thing that you know, the NIL has 
completely changed collegiate athletics, you know, from a fan's perspective and, of course, from a player's perspective too. But that's one thing that it just makes me truly happy about NIL is that, you know, you guys can collaborate with the clothing company and get merch that not only supports you guys, um, but you also you – don't, you don't just feel the support from us in the stadium or in the arena, but you also, you know, feel it, you know, possibly monetarily from, you know, us being able to – you know, buy that merch and wear it, you know, like I said, link up with you after or before game or social media, whatever it is. It's, I mean, I, that's one thing that I just, I love about NRL. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool as well. You know, cause I remember the first time I saw somebody wearing one of my shirts last year, you know, it just put a, a, put a it put a huge smile on my face, you know, just knowing that there's somebody out there that I might not have even met before or I have no idea who they are, but they, they know who I am and they're willing enough to buy some stuff that represents me. Um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So uh, once again, thank you guys for, for representing me and, um, and uh, for supporting me. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely uh it's um it, it means a lot to me. So thank you guys for that. Well, good. It sounds like uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hear, we'll be hearing more from Mr. Carter. Um, Again, thank you, man. It's it's been a blast. It's been great to talk to you and get kind of the inside scoop not only on the program but you know on on your life and your passion as well. You know for the outdoors and basketball. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Yep. Thanks for having me and uh, allowing me to to talk about myself and you know talk about the you know stuff that's going on in my life. So appreciate you guys. Absolutely, man. Well, we'll see you. Da- we'll see you on the eighteenth. Yes, I will at least. I'll be there on the 18th, so we'll uh, we'll link up. All right, sounds good. Yeah, uh, we're to, my goal is to go down, uh, go down south and get you guys uh, two road wins. So hopefully, I can be successful in that. And then, um, yeah, when we get back next week, we'll see you guys in the uh, in the Missouri. Sounds good, man. Absolutely. All right, M I Z, sir. Z O U. Sounds good. Go Thank tiger. you. Guys. Take care. Yep.